Hey, welcome to another how-to podcast here at Spiritual Crusade. Today, we will be talking about how to set inspired goals. So let's jump right in. Another year has started and most of us are probably in one of three positions. Either we don't set New Year's goals anymore, or we did and we are already lagging behind, or we haven't quite gotten to it yet despite being halfway through January. For those of you who've set and faithfully pursued your recent goals, great job. Keep at it. And please leave us a few humble yet inspiring comments at the end. For those of us who are still figuring it out, I thought this would be a great how-to idea to explore. So first, when to set goals. Although we commonly feel the urge to review our lives and set new goals at the beginning of a new year, Personal evaluation and goal revision can be done at any time. You may find it helpful to do it on a regular basis or whenever you're feeling a bit of what Neil A. Maxwell called divine discontent. This is the sense that we should be more than we currently are, a common feeling for most of us. Setting goals can help with that feeling so it doesn't overwhelm you and actually prevent progress. Michelle D. Craig, first counselor in the Young Women General Presidency, explains that when we feel the sense of divine discontent, these are feelings from God and are prompting us to take action. She says, we should welcome feelings of divine discontent that call us to a higher way while recognizing and avoiding Satan's counterfeit, paralyzing discouragement. This is a precious space into which Satan is all too eager to jump. Our discontent can become divine or destructive. One way to tell divine discontent from Satan's counterfeit is that divine discontent will lead us to faithful action. That's the end of her quote. Anytime we are feeling a bit of that divine discontent, it's a good idea to seek the Lord in prayer, to understand what life changes he may be prompting, whether large or small. I also find that an annual review of my character and current habits is useful. However, it's not necessarily practical for me to do this in the midst of the Christmas season, when we are swamped with extra activities and obligations. No matter how wonderful a time the holidays are, we may not have the headspace or hours we need to adequately reflect. So don't worry too much about meeting an arbitrary New Year's deadline. Instead, set aside other time to reflect on the past year and to consider the habits and character you'd like to develop going forward. Once you've developed a plan for your goals, habits, and routines, consider monthly or weekly reviews to make needed adjustments or get back on track. The next thing, why to set goals. There are so many reasons to set goals. When we are striving to reach our goals, we set ourselves up to experience joy and to contribute to the happiness of others. President Gordon B. Hinckley has said, begin now to establish those goals which will bring you happiness, education in your chosen skill or branch of learning, whatever it may be, a mission in which to surrender yourself entirely to the Lord to do his work, future marriage in the house of the Lord to a wonderful and delightful companion of whom you will be worthy because of the way you have lived. He's listed a lot of different possible goals there. A goal-setting process can help us recognize our personal missions in life and develop a vision of who we want to become and how we would like to grow. The individual goals can be seen as stepping stones that help us fulfill our life missions. 
Luke 14.28 illustrates the usefulness of making plans and setting goals. Quote, For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it? Quote, goals help us be productive, and pursuing them can help us develop talents and skills that bless our lives and others. Doctrine and Covenants 60.13 emphasizes the importance of developing ourselves rather than wasting our time on frivolous pursuits. Quote, thou shalt not idle away thy time, neither shalt thy, thou bury thy talent that it may not be known. Quote. Elder John H. Vandenberg of the Seventy explains, I feel that goal setting is absolutely necessary for happy living, but the goal is only part of the desired procedures. We need to know which roads to take to reach the goal. In many cases, we set far-reaching goals, but neglect the short-range ones. His quote prompts the question, how do we set effective goals? When you set goals, you may find it useful to divide your life into several categories. Based on Luke 2.52, quote, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men, quote, the Church of Jesus Christ recommends setting goals in the following four areas, spiritual, physical, social, and intellectual. You can find out more about this on their website, where goal ideas and support are included for each area. Within each category, you will want to take some time considering your life vision or personal missions. In a blog post, Kate Boyd recommends we follow five steps in goal setting. First, Reflect on your current condition and the past years. She suggests we, quote, dig deep into the good and into the not quite so good to see where your efforts really paid off and made you come alive so you can create new goals that focus on these things above all others. Second, create your vision. This is very similar to M. Russell Ballard's recommendations that we set our life priorities. Prayer and contemplation will help guide your vision for your life. Next, set milestones and create an action plan. This is the hard part, moving beyond dreams and plans and taking the actual steps we need to take in order to grow and reach our goals. Kate Boyd's last recommendation is that we surrender. Quote, because here's the truth, she writes, we don't know what's going to happen, what tomorrow holds, or if God will completely redirect us at some point this year. So we are going to hold our plans loosely and our goals too. We can't control everything, and failure is a natural part of the process. One way to deal with setbacks along your path to your goals is to view each attempt to develop a goal-related habit as an experiment. When your experiment might fail, consider it an opportunity to learn and make adjustments to the habits you're trying to improve. Keep in mind it's important to start small and focus on one main goal at a time. This helps you have early success rather than becoming overwhelmed by ambitions that are too big or by tackling too many life changes at once. President M. Russell Ballard discussed balancing life in general in his general conference address, Eight Suggestions for Balancing Life's Demands. I won't describe all eight suggestions here, but the first two specifically apply to goal setting. He says, first, think about your life and set your priorities. Find some quiet time regularly to think deeply about where you are going and what you will need to do to get there. 
Jesus, our exemplar, often withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. We need to do the same thing occasionally, to rejuvenate our spirit as the Savior did. Write down the task you would like to accomplish each day. Keep foremost in mind the sacred covenants you have made with the Lord as you write down your daily schedules. Second, set short-term goals that you can reach. Set goals that are well-balanced, not too many nor too few, and not too high nor too low. Write down your attainable goals and work on them according to their importance. Pray for divine guidance in your goal setting. I suggest that you keep a prayerful heart as you consider your life vision and set goals to help you progress. The Lord expects us to take initiative and make efforts to direct our lives. Quote, For behold, it is not meet that I should command in all things. For he that is compelled in all things, the same as a slothful and not a wise servant, wherefore he receiveth no reward. That's Doctrine and Covenants 58, 26. At the same time, the Lord never leaves us to figure it all out alone. He has told us, Look unto me in every thought. Doubt not, fear not. Doctrine and Covenants 6.36 And he promises, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. The next thing I want to talk about is how to get back on track. If you search online for the phrase, how to get back on track with goals, you'll find tons of posts and compelling ideas, many of them practical and useful. But if you're not careful, such a search can overwhelm you with advice. You might find yourself spending hours down the rabbit hole of self-improvement. I'm not dismissing the excellent advice and experience that so many bloggers freely share about redirecting our lives and resuming chasing down our goals. In fact, I'll share just three tips here before I get to the real one, the one that makes all the difference. One tip is to evaluate the purpose of your goal. Is it meaningful? Is it moving you toward your personal missions or life vision? If it's not, perhaps you need a more compelling goal, or perhaps you need some way to remind yourself of why this goal matters. Another tip is to identify your roadblocks. Sometimes we need a strategic reevaluation to assess why we aren't gaining any traction. Do we need to meditate? Spend time with like-minded friends? Take a different route to work, one that doesn't pass the donut shop? Perhaps we need to break the goal down into smaller steps. Sometimes it's overwhelming or confusing to have a high-order goal without all the steps that lead to achieving it. Break each goal into habits you'd like to nurture that can support that goal. Break it further into tasks you need to accomplish to help you develop the habit. For instance, if you want to eat healthier, you might break that down into a habit of tracking your food intake. But first, you'd need to complete the task of downloading a food tracking app or buying a journal or notebook. Finally, the best tip or trick for getting back on track isn't a tip or trick at all. It's grace. It's repentance. It's Christ's atonement. It's seeking the Lord in prayer and asking for his strength, his help to redirect our lives. Elder Uchtdorf said in his talk, You Can Do It Now, quote, As the poet lamented, These are among those unfortunate souls who die with most of their music still in them. No one likes to fail, and particularly we don't like it when others, especially those we love, see us fail. We all want to be respected and esteemed. We want to be champions. 
that we mortals do not become champions without effort and discipline or without making mistakes, end quote. He goes on to explain that godly sorrow leads to a change of heart, inspiring hope through the atonement of Jesus Christ. Hope is essential to finding our way back to our vision for ourselves, and more importantly, the Lord's vision for us. In a 2011 talk, Brad Wilcox explains, Christ's grace is sufficient to transform us. The miracle of the atonement is not just that we can be cleansed and consoled, but that we can be transformed. That's based on Romans 8. When we feel we have gotten off track, that is the most important time to turn to Christ. Seek forgiveness, seek courage, seek inspiration. All will come, and with it, transformation, which is the true purpose of any goal. Finally, practical steps you can take. Number one, remember, you can set and review goals at any time, not just at the new year. Number two, recognize setting goals is a healthy part of spiritual development. As we pursue our goals, we bring joy to ourselves and others. 2 Nephi 2.25 states, Adam fell that men might be, and men are that they might have joy. Discovering your personal missions and then pursuing them is an integral part of living a joy-filled life. Three, prayerfully reflect on your life. Look over your past few years and consider where you would like to be, who you would like to become in the years to come. Four, consider your personal mission in the following life categories. Spiritual, including emotional wellness and mental toughness. Physical, including health and fitness. Social, including family, friends, and community. And intellectual, including learning, career development, and talents. Five, set reachable goals that will function as stepping stones to fulfilling your personal missions. Six, seek inspiration throughout this process. Surrender to the Lord's will for your life. Seven, outline the tasks you need to complete and habits you need to develop to reach these goals. Ask God for help. Eight, start small. Nine, Pursue completing those tasks and habits that support your goals. 10. Focus on one goal at a time. 11. Track your progress. Treat each attempt as an experiment. 12. Turn to the Lord for grace and strength when you experience setbacks or failures. He will help you develop and grow. Even if you have given up on your goals, all is not lost. The Lord is there for you and can give you the hope and courage to continue to grow and become like Him. Thanks so much for joining us today for our how-to podcast. If you um, come on over to the website, there's lots of links included in this post that will take you to more information. And there's inspiration throughout the website that can get you through your days. So I'd just like to leave you with a question to consider. What aspects of your life are you feeling most prompted to focus on? So give that some thought and have a blessed week. We'll talk to you again next month. Bye.